What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Immac Sports. Instagram is also at Immac Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's that time of year. It's the full MLB season preview, division rankings, awards, playoffs. We're going to talk about championship game last night, Kansas over UNC. A little bit too, halftime after we're done with the baseball stuff. This should be yes, pretty sir. hard. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. I've uh, been looking forward to this day for the last few weeks now, talking about baseball. It's always been well, – these episodes, whenever we do a season preview, is always fun. And uh, now that we actually get to do it for baseball, I'm pumped for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just go ahead and get started with our favorite number 82s. Together, who is yours? I'm going to go with Ozzie Newsome, Hall of Fame tight end, Hall of Fame general manager. I'm going with uh, another soon-to-be Hall, or I guess in this case it'd be soon-to-be, oh, but Witten, we'll be it? Hall of Famer. The legendary Raider tight end, Jason oh. Witten, uh, 2020 Raider, uh, 2003-2019 Dallas Cowboy, uh, 2018 commentator. Uh, pretty good career for Jason Witten. He, he's going to yeah. be a Hall of Famer, 11-time Pro Bowler, 2012 Walter Payne Man of the Year. Uh, and he wears, he wore the number 82 his whole career. So I went with yeah. him and, uh, that's, that's, I've heard number 82, I guess. Let's go ahead and get to the opener now. Skyler, why did you put UNC versus Duke? All right. UNC versus Duke. I didn't want to talk about the championship game here. Cause we'll, we'll break it down a little bit, uh, in halftime, but I got UNC over Duke in the final four here. Because it, this was a great game, too. Caleb Love finished with 28 points, only had six in the first half. He found the magic in the second half. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Duke, so I'm all right with uh, Coach K not going out with a championship. And uh, just overall great, great game here. Yes, sir. It was a pretty good game. And I think I was, I was in a bit of disbelief when I saw uh, Caleb Love or whoever it was hit yeah. that that three, and I was like, thinking, no, there's there's no way they lose this game, right? And the next thing you know, Duke does obviously lose. I went with the Lakers losing six in a row as the best thing I saw this past. Pretty week. good too. I think the, probably three of those games happened within this past week, and the reason why I am content with that and I'm happy about the Lakers losing that many games is because of this quote that Russell Westbrook said back in August, I believe said, we got a, a team full of nice, experienced vet that's going to kick these young motherfucking asses. Wow. Uh, the Lakers right now sit at 31 and 47. So I don't really know how that went for Russ. Uh, career low year for Russ in as far as these past like five, six years uh, with his stats. Six in a row for losses. Losses to Nuggets, the Pelicans twice, the Jazz, Mavs, Sixers. Uh, and the Lakers are now... Uh, a loss away from being eliminated from the plan. So something to keep your eye on. Exactly. And uh, obviously we're going to see some, some switches with that roster going into next season, because if you don't get it done with LeBron your first year, you're getting traded. (laughs) Let's talk about the immaculate sports player of the week. Now, who is the Kansas big man, David McCormack, big game for McCormack last night, 15 and 10, 
double double obviously and then going back to the final four game or yeah final four game as well where he had 25 and 9 versus Villanova gets him the Mackin Sports Player of the Week honors third straight week where we've had a college basketball player get it mm-hmm. uh, so congrats to David for being the Mackin Sports Player of the Week and becoming a national champion uh, within these last 24 hours Rock Let's go ahead and get to some team reports now before we we get into our baseball stuff and uh well anything going on with the jets right now yeah uh a couple of stories that have been going on that are now done but we got to talk about why they're done there were three receivers the jets were interested in trading for that we now know will not be traded at least for this year it was brandon cooks aj brown and dk metcalf so those guys will not be Jets this year, likely not going on any other team. Um, kind of sad as a Jets fan. You know, you hear that we have a shot for these guys, and now they're not available. So maybe next year. Uh, as far as the Raiders go, we didn't do much. We signed backup quarterback Nick Mullins. So that's something. And then there's been rumors, obviously, there's – then rumors about Tyron Matthews, Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cook still being an option, uh, but nothing official or anything crazy when it comes to that stuff. So we'll see. And uh, hopefully we go ahead and add one more guy. I hope preferably on the defensive ball, either whether that be Matthew or Stephon Gilmore, because I think that would probably take the Raiders to the next level. I think I've been talking about that for a couple weeks now at this point but hopefully we go ahead and do it here soon let's go ahead and get to the spotlight now yeah. where we talk about one thing that we probably wouldn't have talked about in this whole episode and what do you want to talk about this week Skyler? so this week a lot of top prospects got called up some of them we will be talking about here in a little bit but i want to focus on some of the guys who won't be winning rookie of the year and that's not disrespect it's just a completely loaded class this year Guys Especially like AL. Oh, yeah, of course. But, uh, Bryson Stott will be on the opening day roster shortstop for the Phillies. O'Neill Cruz, thanks to an injury, is finally up for the Pirates. That's good to see. Hunter Green, former number two overall pick for Cincinnati, will start in the rotation. And Matt Brash, Mariners pro- uh, prospect, will start in the rotation too. Just guys you might not hear a lot of to start the year. Not the the Shane Bazes, the Rushmans, the the Wits, but we'll get into those. Yeah, I put out a tweet earlier this morning, and you even respond with a little bit of bubbles, I believe. That's his name. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was I tweeted out saying I really do like that the, these teams this year are are putting their top prospects up to start the season. Uh, that's not really something we've seen too often recently, and, yeah. and now obviously with the, these new rule changes where the service time it doesn't really matter. You can't get it back if they fix or if they, they place like top five in rookie of the year voting. So might as well just have them up now and play well for you and win your team some games now. And I think that's also kind of with some of the teams that are calling these guys up to like the Mariners, mm-hmm. it's not going to help them. The extra service here won't help them if they lose 20 more games this year than, than they would have with, without J rod or some of those other guys as well. Yeah. Uh, but for my spotlight, I want to talk about Jordan pool in the month of March. He was, it was really, really good. Uh, I, I believe he scored 20 points in every single game that month, averaged 25.4 points, 4.9 assists, 3.9 rebounds on 44% from three and 49% from the field. Jordan Poole played like an all-star last month. And that's no exaggeration with Steph out. He stepped up big time uh, and he's really fun to watch. So he, 
I'm sure Steph, when he watches him, he sees a bit of himself in, in JP. So as a Warriors fan, it's always fun to see guys like him uh, play well. And especially with how consistent he's been, it's it's been really, really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a different format for us today as far as where's your head at and halftime goes. We're actually going to do halftime at the end of the episode uh, before we place our bets and stuff like that. So it's not technically going to be halftime. It'll sh- Still have the same name, obviously. We're going to do, for Where's Your Head At, we're going to do division rankings, one through five for every single division in the MLB. Then we're going to do some awards, some of our made-up awards, like uh, Breakout or Bust in each league. Uh, And then we're going to talk about the playoffs and who's going to win the World Series. So let's start off with our divisional rankings. We'll start off with the AL East. Uh, Tell me why the Orioles are placing fifth. It's just not their time yet. Uh, Not all their prospects are up unfortunately. And uh, the AL East is the of entirety other than them is getting better too. So we might see a guy like Cedric Mullins get traded here too, uh, which would suck for them, but this is the highest his value might be. So it could be the move. Yeah. Uh, Orioles are going to play some last. Uh, this is one of the more obvious spots out of any team in any spot this whole season uh, with how stacked that AL East is and how bad the Orioles are. They got prospects coming up. Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, whoever maybe besides those two are, but those are obviously the main two guys as their top 10 prospects. Hopefully they keep Mullins. I think if they keep Mullins and have another year or two, they can actually turn into a 500 team and go from there. Uh, obviously it's going to be tough to compete in the AL East, but for right now they're definitely going to be that five spot hmm. on to the four. I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. I really like the Red Sox lineup, but the pitching's not quite there yet. I don't think Evaldi, Pavetta are going to be able to step up with Chris Sale at two months at least. I went with the Yankees at the number four spot, and I put that there because they've always been injured. It's been very tough for that team to stay healthy in the past few years. And the, I mean, adding Donaldson's cool, keeping Rizzo's cool, but. It's just not that team doesn't have the it factor, in my opinion. I think some of these other teams in that division definitely do. Uh, I'm not saying the Yankees are bad. I just don't think they'll place higher than fourth in a division this year. Uh, And that takes us to the number three spot in the AL East. Maybe a little shocker here. I'm going with Tampa Bay. I think the Austin Meadows trade is going to hurt them. Uh, I just don't buy this lineup at all. Obviously, they're going to pull pitchers out of nowhere. That's what Tampa does. I do have a making the playoffs a little, uh, you know, sneak peek here. So you're not as upset with me, but I have them as the three. Yeah. For me, I went with the Red Sox at three. I do actually like the rotation a bit more than what Skyler does. James mm-hmm. Pax is another guy that's there right now. I don't know when he's going to be healthy, uh, but he is definitely on that squad. Chris Sale shouldn't be out for more than a month. I don't believe. Uh, so we'll see how long he's out there. Day so probably I'll, 60 days. Oh, in the oh, sorry. <coughs> I'll yeah, I'll probably come back after that. I really do like Eovaldi and Pavetta. Eovaldi actually had some pretty high uh, AL Cy Young odds, partially because there isn't that many star-star pitchers in the AL. But I think that, that rotation is good in that lineup, especially that infield with Story, Devers, and Bogarts is really going to break this year and. I guess, carry them to a three spot in the division. 
Let's get on to the number two spot in that division. You got either the Blue Jays or the Yankees here. What do you got? Yeah, I have the Yankees here because I think they're going to mash this year. I Like I said, I don't really trust the pitching of the bottom two teams and the Rays lineup. I think we're going to see a lot of close Yankees-Rays games. And there's just – I feel like the Yankees rotation, the younger guys that we're not sure of are, are farther along than the Rays guys. So I have a little more trust in them. I know they're going to strike out a lot too with the lineup, but they're also going to mash. With the yeah, I, I went with the Rays at two. Uh, the reason I put them at two rather than have them a bit lower like Skyler did is because they're going to win games. They're, I look at the roster and it might not be the best roster compared to these other teams, but they're the Rays. And if there's one thing that I have learned from the Rays over these past four or five years they just find ways to win games. No matter what they're doing, they're always going to find a way to win games. That's why they made the World Series in 2020. That's why they were the number one seed in 2021. That's why they made the wild card in 2019. They just win games. And I think it's plain simple when it comes to that. On to number one, and that's the Blue Jays. Why yeah. are the Blue Jays going to win it? The AL East this year. The Blue Jays have... What looks like the best infield in baseball this year, plus the rotation just got so much better. They did lose Robbie Ray, the Cy Young winner, but Alec Manoa is looking like a breakout star this year. Barrios last year at the end of the season looked great, and uh, they got arms for days over there too. Yeah. I think this is probably the most complete team uh, in the M or in the AL, at least. I think the, the White Sox can can. can 10 with them pretty well, but the Blue Jays are definitely going to win this division. Their one through five starters, I, I would say, probably is the best in the league. I don't think they're the best full rotation, but as far as having the best guy at fifth spot, best guy at fourth spot, I think they'd definitely get in there, especially with adding Gosman and UC Kikuchi over mm. the, these past few months. And their lineup absolutely rakes, and it's in a horrendous spot to play if you're an away team in Toronto. Because that stadium gets loud, balls get out of there quick, and some iconic moments have happened there within the past 10 to 12 years. So Blue Jays are both going to be winners for me and Skyler in the ALE. So let's go ahead and get to the AL Central now, and who is finishing in last place there? Last place, I have the Guardians this year. I really like the rotation, but they've done nothing to help out the squad. And even today, we are getting rumors that they were looking to trade – uh, Jose Ramirez to the Padres. So uh, if that's going to happen, there's no way this team's uh, going to be a contender. Plus, I like what the Royals are doing with the younger guys. Give them a couple more wins. I went with the Royals in last place. I don't think the Royals are going to be the worst last place team in the league, mm-hmm. but I just think there's some other teams in this division that are a bit more average than they are. Uh, I really don't like what they've done with their lineup. They didn't really do anything. I mean, they have Wit coming up, but they, they, they didn't add anybody else. They didn't really make any moves to get more power in their lineup that they've been needing for a long, long time. I know Salvi hit like 50 home runs last year, but I don't think he hits 50 home runs again this year, especially with how that lineup is structured. Uh, their rotation does not impress me one bit. I know Granky's cool. It's a feel-good story, but he is not the Granky that he was when he left Kansas City. Their bullpen, 
I think is one of the stronger parts of their team. I think Amir Garrett's good. Amir Garrett's good. Josh Stalmont's good. Scott Barlow's good. But it's just not that special of a team, in my opinion. Let's go ahead and get to number four now. Yeah, I have the Royals at four here. Not too far off from Cleveland at five. But like I said, I think there's a higher chance Cleveland blows it up this year. Uh, little moves like uh, if Melendez comes up and plays catcher, then Salvi could go to DH. That could help out the lineup. And I will take that risk with Kansas City yeah. at the four spot. I went with the Guardians at the four spot. I think the rotation has a really good chance to be one of the best in, in the league this year. Bieber's amazing. Savali's really good. Plesak's really good. Tristan McKenzie's got a chance to be good. And even Eli Morgan, Logan Allen have shown some signs of, of promise in the past few years. Their bullpen, the back end is really, really good with Karen Jack and Class A. But their lineup sucks, dude. Their lineup is absolutely terrible. Probably the worst lineup in the league, especially once they trade J-Ram. Uh, I mean, they can play defense, so we'll there see what go. happens there. I just think that team ends up finishing a game or two better than the Royals. On to number three. Number three, I have the Tigers. Uh, they did a lot this year. They got Javi Baez, another team that has a lot of prospects up this year. Torkelson, Riley Green will be up when he figures out his foot. I just think they're a year away, and it'll make more sense when I talk about number two here and whether or not number two. But uh, they're going to be a solid 500 team this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I have the Tigers at three as well. They, they're they going to be around 500. I think they could be game o- game over, game under, whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, and everything's just kind of solid on this team. There's not really one spot where I'm like, oh, wow, this team is really legit when it comes to this stuff. And there's not one spot where I'm like, this this is really, really lacking. Their, bol- their rotation it's got good depth, but it doesn't really have a crazy number one starter. Their bullpen ha- has some good guys, but they don't really have that shutdown closer. Uh, and then their lineup. I mean, they got some guys, but there's no, no one that's like I'm head over heels, heels for, especially uh, as a rookie, Spencer Torkelson. Yeah. I mean, I could be eventually in a couple of years. Right now, I just don't think he's going to do it for me. Uh, but I think they did a good thing last year with AJ Hinch. I think they'll continue that that good run this upcoming season and and take a three spot. And they three. remind me of uh, Seattle last year. Yeah, that, that's that's not a bad, uh-huh. bad comparison. On to number two, though. All right, number two, I'm going with Minnesota. I don't care if the pitching's questionable because Buxton's healthy right now, and Buxton's going to be up there for MVP if he stays healthy. Yeah, I really, really do like this Twins team. They are one of my sleeper teams in the AL as far as a team that could actually make a run for uh-huh. a, a pennant, stuff like that. Their rotation is definitely questionable. Maeda's hurt. Uh, Sonny Gray's good. Joe Ryan's good. But one through nine, Ober, Nash, Bundy, man. Griffin, Jacks, Chris Archer, that next three, four starters are going to be pretty interesting there. Their bullpen's solid. But their lineup is what is going to win them some games. Polanco, Correa, Urshela, it's it's a really good lineup. And that's just their infield. Uh, Buxton's a stud. I mean, this team's going to win some games. And mm-hmm. probably, I say that my favorite matchup on opening day is going to be that Mariners-Twins game at 110. I'm going to be tuning in for sure. On to the number one spot. Me and Skyler, I've had the same division winners, two out of two. Yeah. Uh, what's up with the White Sox? The White Sox, uh, 
are gonna they're gonna keep rolling here. The only issue with them is their injuries right now. Obviously, uh, they lost Rodon too. Uh, rotation could be questionable. I think someone needs to step up, and I will talk about that someone a little later here. So I, I don't want to spoil that, but yeah, the lineup's great. Larusa is an interesting fit with this group of guys, but hey, it, it's been working. And yeah, guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, this is one of the most deep teams in in the entire league, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to take them to win the World Series. Rotation. Very solid. Giolito, Lynn, when he's back healthy. Dylan Cease actually has some really high Cy Young odds as well. Kopich is the guy that can really blossom into a great starter. I think he's got that, uh, that capability in him. Dallas Keuchel was a Cy Young, not close to a Cy Young anymore, uh, but he's still in that. Rotation offers some good veteran experience to them and is definitely going to eat some innings for them. Their bullpen, Liam Hendricks, Aaron Bumber, Joe Kelly, all pretty good arms. And then I look at their lineup and they, they got dudes all over when it comes to this stuff. And uh, they have the worst farm system in the league, but everything's working out for them well right now with their big league roster. And I think they're probably going to cruise into that number one spot in the in AL central. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get to the AL West. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, five spots, the ace. For obvious reasons, uh, it's a fire sale in Oakland, and they're trying to make it a fire sale into Vegas. That's what's going on here. This team's not going to be good. Um, right now, we have Montas to watch. Probably won't for long. This is a year to find out who's going to make the roster next year. We like Christian Pache. We like some of the young arms we have. We're going to try out some quad A, uh, which is pretty much guys who are pretty good in AAA, not really good in the majors, see who could stick around. And that's about it for the A's. Yeah. I also thought the A's finishing last. I don't think this is a hundred loss team just because the A's always find a way Mm -hmm. to impress us when we're not good and disappoint us when we are good. I think that's a very consistent team or consistent thing within this franchise, but there's a lot of down spots this year. Obviously Montas is still here for now, probably going to trade him soon. Uh, And there's just, Nothing really crazy in that lineup. I mean, Laureano's obviously out for a month while he's still suspended. Murphy looks like he has a chance to get some MVP votes. I saw some articles about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. And then there's some young guys that I, I'm going to enjoy watching. Kevin Smith, Christian Pache. Yeah. And then there's the prove-it guys like Chad Pinder, Seth Brown. They, they can really go ahead and make some money for themselves Noisy. this year if they go, go ahead and play well. Noisy's another guy I'm pretty excited yeah. to watch as well as he's been tearing up this entire spring. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get to the four spot now. Uh, what do you got over there? I got the Rangers. Uh, they get the nod over the A's here because they spent a whole lot of money on their infield this year. The problem is they have no pitching. I like John Gray. I think he should be pretty good in that park. Switch it from Colorado to the huge park in uh, in Arlington. But other than that, not a lot. We'll check back next year with them. Yeah, this team is very interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk about their lineup first. Mm-hmm. Semien, Seer, Adoles Garcia. I even like a guy like Eli White. I think he's actually pretty good. He's very, very fast. Nathaniel Lowe's not bad. Uh, Mitch Garver is going to be another guy in that lineup as well. But their pitching's terrible. It, it, it's got awful when it when it gets that part of the ball. Uh, I don't like guys in their pen either. Uh, so 
probably a 72 win season for them this year, I'd say is a, is a decent spot with, with their roster. Let's go ahead and get to number three now. All right. Number three here. I have the angels. This team historically has been very bad with the pitching, but they went out and signed a bunch of guys. They drafted only pitchers. So I think that part will help them. The part I don't like is the durability um, I don't think Shohei's going to survive the entire year, unfortunately, because I love watching him play. Um, but this is a team that's just over 500 in my eyes. And I, I trust the EMs more than the Angels for this year. Yeah. This team, this Angels team, I also have finishing third, is historically disappointing. They always disappoint. They always find a way to get injured. Even though I like some of the guys that they signed this past year, like they signed – Noah Syndergaard, which, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's good, but he's pitched two innings in the past two years. You're looking for durability and then guys that you know can give you 150 innings. Not somebody that is a big question mark when it comes to stuff. Uh, yeah, obviously, it can work out amazing where Syndergaard pitches like his ace self that he was when he was uh, back with the Mets a few years ago. But there's no guarantee when it gets to that point. I think it's going to be tough for Shohei again to, to play throughout this whole season. 162 games with the way that he plays is going to be the hardest out of any any player in the entire MLB, I would say. Trout, God, I hope he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to. I think it's obviously a big part for that squad. But they're just something about this team. They just don't have the it factor for me. And that's why I have them finishing third. Let's get to the number two spot. All right. Number two, Seattle Mariners, probably the most improved team in all of baseball. Uh, I kind of saw this one coming, which is unfortunate as an ace fan, but I still love the story. Uh, they got out, went, got out, went out and grabbed Robbie Ray, the Cy Young winner. They called up Julio Rodriguez. Love the pen. Don't have Graveman, but everyone else should be fine. And uh, it's, it's not really a problem to have a, a problem having too many hitters. You know what I mean? They're probably going to have to trade some guys, but Kellenick, Winker, J-Rod, Kyle Lewis, Trammell, Hanniger, that's a lot of bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs this year. This is a pretty deep team. Uh, they're pitching. The bullpen's pretty good. I think the loss of K- Casey Sadler is also a pretty big mm-hmm. thing, too. He's getting uh, some sort of surgery that's going to cost him the whole entire season. But they got prospects on both sides of the ball, pitching and hitting. Uh, obviously, J-Rod is up now, which is really, really cool. And they have this crazy, crazy log jam in the outfield where they have five guys that should be playing every single day with Hanniger, Kellenic, Kyle Lewis, Julio Rodriguez, and Jesse yeah. Winker. I think they probably trade Kyle Lewis. I think that's a, a really good possibility. Uh, and then If I were them, play. I would try. Yeah, after that, all-star break, trade Hanniger for a pitcher, maybe. Mm, I, I, I'd say you trade Lewis, keep the rest of the four and DH Winker because he's pretty shitty in, in the field because uh, they're, they're infielders. They don't have a lot of great bats in there as far as power wise goes. I mean, I know they added Eugenio Suarez. This seems going to be a fringe playoff squad for me. We'll see what, where I play some here in, mm. in a little bit, but they're no Astros. Let me tell you that. And yeah. Skyler also had the Astros at number one, too, so we have a clean sweep as far as the division winners in the AL 
Uh, what's up with the Strohs? Yeah, pretty much the same team we saw dominate last year, except this year we're going to see Jeremy Pena at shortstop instead of Carlos Correa. That's the only hiccup. Other than that, they're going to be solid. Should be around 100 games. I don't think they're going to win 100 games. I'd say 95 is <laughs> a, a pretty good spot for them. But they're deep, man. And that team has obviously won consistently for the past seven years now at this point. And they, I mean... They got everybody except for Correa and they have their best prospect, Jeremy Pena coming up and taking his spot. So I think they're going to be a good squad. They're probably going to win the AL West again this year Uh as unfortunate as it is, as much as I hate the Astros. Let's go ahead and get to the national league side. Now who is finishing last in the NL East? All right. Uh, I think it's gotta be the nationals here. It was hard for me to do, but, their roster is so weird right now. It's it's young guys mixed with 40-year-olds, and it's just not the year for Washington, unfortunately. Um, Juan Soto should be... They got the World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, you know, there's no complaints here for Washington fans, probably. You get to watch Juan Soto hit 340 bombs if he stays healthy, and that's about all you're going to get from this team. Josiah Gray and Keeper Ruiz, too. Watch out for those guys. Yeah. I also have the Nationals finishing last. Their rotation bullpen is not good. Their hitters, I mean, despite having the best hitter in all of baseball, and it's not even close, Monsanto is that guy. Uh, they just don't have uh, a lot of guys besides him. So five spots seems pretty fitting mm-hmm. for them this year, especially with how good that division is. Uh, in the NL East, who is finishing fourth for you, Skyler? Yeah, speaking of how good the division is, I have the Marlins at number four at around 500. This is another well-improved team. And uh, it, it just sucks for them that they, even though they bought a lot, they didn't buy more than the other three teams ahead of them here. But they they should have a good year. Another team that's maybe another year away. A lot of great pitching. They're pretty deep, too. Yeah, the, this Marlins squad is... It's pretty interesting to me. I think as much as they added, they still lost in the offseason because their main goal of getting a, a big guy like Correa or Javi Baez, whoever it may be, was not accomplished. Uh, I know they Jeter. got some. <laughs> That's true. That they lost their franchise shortstop and Derek Jeter. Uh, but they added some guys. I mean, Joey Wendell's good. Abisayel Garcia is good. Jorge Soler is good. Jacob Stallings is a good ad. Uh, but what What's really going to carry this team is their starting rotation, Sandy, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, Eliza Hernandez. And I think a bounce back year from Jesus Lozardo can happen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really do like that starting rotation when it comes to them. Probably a game or 200, 500 uh, around that area. Uh, and I think that's going to be good enough for fourth in the division this year. Let's go ahead and get to number three. All right, number three, I have the New York Metropolitans here. I want to see them higher, but I can't uh, with all the injuries so far. And I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to say anything else about the Mets. But the Mets are three here. I have the Phillies at number three. I just Something about this team just seems a bit off for me. I'm not sure what it quite is yet. I think this team can still win 90 games. But something about this team doesn't really show that they're they're as good as a Braves or a Marlins or a, a Mets team that is. Uh, but they got the lineup. I'll tell you that they have a really good lineup. They're going to score a lot of runs this year. They're probably going to win a lot of games when a guy like 
uh, Zach Wheeler or Aaron Knoll starts, maybe even Zach Eflin. But, uh, I mean, Ranger Suarez is good. Kyle Gibson's in eh. We'll we'll see how it goes with that squad this year, but their bullpen is really what's going to hurt them, I feel like. Uh, just something with this Phillies bullpen over the past few years has not been there. And if there's one All thing right. I know about baseball, you cannot win games if you don't have a good bullpen. Let's go ahead and get to that number two spot now. Okay, number two, I have the Phillies, whose bullpen may not be great, but you know whose bullpen chokes even harder than the Phillies. It's the Mets. So I feel satisfied giving them the bump here. Obviously, they're going to hit so many home runs this year. The outfield is loaded uh, with uh, with Bryce Harper and Castellanos. Now they got Schwarber could be playing left in DH, and uh, I like the pitching too, of course. Uh, other than the bullpen, the, the rotation, but I think it's going to be good enough to get it done. I really do like the Mets this year, and I, I have them finishing seconds. Uh, Max Scherzer, when you have one of the best pitchers in baseball, you add a, one of the best pitchers in baseball, it's going to help you a shit ton. Same thing with adding in Chris Bassett. Uh, I mean, us A's fans know how good Chris Bassett is, but not a lot of people know how good he is, mm. as well as the other guys that they added from the A's, like Starling Marte and Mark Hanna. I think they're going to help him out a lot this year. Lindor, I think, should have a bounce-back season. Brandon Nimmo's on the rise. Jeff McNeil hopefully has a bounce-back season. Uh, Pete Alonzo, another guy that could have a bounce-back season. I think this team is good. I don't know about great, but they're definitely not as good as that number one spot. Uh, and me and Skyler again, mm-hmm. four for four. The yeah. Braves are winning the NL East. Yeah, I love the Braves this year. Um, they lost Freddie Freeman there franchise centerpiece from last year you know, I know under the injury and and yes they replaced them with an even better player which is perfect mm-hmm. Acuna uh is he going to be ready for for opening mm-hmm. day didn't He'll think be so. ready in probably by the end of April I think that's what the, the spot is that's good enough for me go Braves yeah this team is extremely good I don't think the rotation is as good as Maybe the the Marlins or, or the Mets rotation, but everything else is better. Uh, mm-hmm. Bullpen is going to be great. I think they have one of the best bullpens in all the league. Uh, infield is is legit. It's very legit. Swanson, Riley, Albies, Olsen, and Travis Diarno. That's that's a crazy infield. And then when you look at outfield, Osuna, Rosario, Duvall, and then Acuna when he comes back. This team can very well repeat as champions uh, in the MLB, uh, World Series champs, possibly. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get to the NL Central. I think my division might be a little bit different than yours. Let's go ahead and okay. talk about the number five. All right. My number five is going to be the Pirates. Uh, they have no no set goal for when they're going to start trying again. Like I think we talked about this two weeks ago, maybe on the podcast. So there, there's no reason to move them out of the five spot. I think. Yeah. And the pirates, they're, they're fifth. I don't really have anything else to say besides that. They just yeah. pretty disappointing. Uh, on to number four. All right. Number four, maybe where we differ. I have the reds here. Uh, I, they're calling up Hunter, Hunter green, the top prospect to help out with the rotation, but he doesn't look like he's going to have a great, rookie year. I'll be rooting for him, but uh, advanced metrics 
don't like them. Maybe a, an ERA around four eight to five three, which is not nice. But I do like Nick Lodolo. Uh, yeah. And yeah, they're they're trading everyone except for Castillo, Votto, I guess, which doesn't really make sense. But I feel bad for Votto. I don't think this team's going to be very good, except for India. Yeah, this team's not that good. It really isn't. There, there's some fun parts. Luis Castillo's fun. Hunter Green's fun. Uh, I think TJ Antone's fun when he's playing. Uh, Tyler Stevenson should be decent. Votto's fun to watch. India's good, but there's nothing crazy about this team. Mm. And even though this division isn't crazy itself, I just I don't see anything special with that squad. On to number three. Number three, I have the Cubs. This is a weird one because we thought maybe they were trying to to start tanking here, but they go out and get say a Suzuki. They got some other guys I'll talk about later. And uh, Frank Schwindel looking to, uh, to keep the, uh, the bounce back going. And I think uh, this is another team that's going to be around 500. I think they're going to shock the world, maybe uh, take first place for a little bit here throughout the season. Cause it, the NL central is always pretty close. So watch out for the Cubs. I just uh, don't think it's completely their time yet. Yeah, pretty average squad when I look at it. Uh, I forget what a team I was talking about earlier. Where I just don't see anything. Cr- I think it was the Tigers. Where yeah. I just I don't see anything bad with the squad, but I don't see anything overwhelmingly good. I mean, the rotation solid. Hendricks, Strowman's, uh, Miley, uh, all <laughs> Miley and Smiley. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy there. That duo. Uh, the bullpen is mid. Their infield. Pretty mid outfield, also pretty mid, but they're probably, probably going to find a way to win some games and sneak into around a 500 spot. Mm-hmm. On to number two. Number two, I have drum roll, the Cardinals. Not putting them at the number one spot. I'm sorry, Kyle. I just couldn't pick against the Brewers here. You know, I love the Cardinals. I think they got some breakout candidates here. They already had one last year in Tyler O'Neill. Uh, they're just, they're a little old for me, which shouldn't be bad in the playoffs, but I don't have them at that top spot. Don't like the rotation as much. Yeah, this is where me and Skyler differ. I have the Brewers finishing second in the division. I think this team is very, very good, uh, but I'll talk more about the Cardinals here mm-hmm. in a little bit and what makes them so good. Uh, but Brewers, amazing top three in the rotation. Peralta, Woodruff, Burns is a crazy trio. Their infield is probably why I put them at second. I mean, Willie Adamaze is good, but do we know if he's going to be as good as he was last year? No. Uh, and then the outfield is is solid, but we don't know what Yelich we're getting. We don't know what McCutcheon we're getting, and we'll see what we get from there. Uh, but should so be probably 90 win, 92, 93 win team. On to the division winners. Mm. This is where me and Skyler differ for the first time. Uh, why do you get the Brewers winning? The Brewers, uh, to me, look like one of the most complete teams in the MLB right now. It helps so much that you have three all-stars in the rotation. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. We, I talked about this, uh, I think it was last week. They have Hauser and Lauer, too, at four and five who aren't bad, but also their number one prospect is going to be up this year. Aaron Ashby, a disgusting lefty who should get some starts this year. Um, I agree that we don't know what lineup we're going to get from the Brewers, but I'll take the risk knowing they're not going to give up a crazy amount of runs. 
Yeah. My division winners in the Central is going to be the Cardinals, and I think this is the most underrated squad when it comes to the entire major leagues. The rotation, I know we kind of clowned on some of their ads, but Wainwright, Flaherty when he's healthy, and he should be healthy here somewhat soon. Miles Mikolas and Dakota Hudson, Steven Matz, whatever you want to do with that 4-5 spot, is pretty solid as well. Their bullpen is really good. I think Giovanni Gallegos and Jordan Hicks is a pretty pretty solid trio or duo. And then Wick Ritten, uh Genesis Cabrera, and those guys can go ahead and build a pretty solid squad there. Their bullpen kind of scares me in St. Louis. No, their bullpen's solid, dude. It's pretty solid. Their infield is pretty good. I mean, Yachty's old, but he's still Yachty. Goldschmidt is still a stud. Tommy Edmond had a breakout season last year. Nolan Arenado, very, very good as well. Paul DeYoung, if he just plays average, then he could be a solid outfielder as well. Tyler O'Neill, I think, is is a huge X factor on the squad. I think he can have an MVP caliber type season in the NL. He broke out last season. And he, he's a five-tool player when it comes to this stuff. I mean, he can hit for contact. Obviously, he has a shit ton of power, uh, speed, fielding, arm, whatever you want. He he can pretty much do it. Harrison Bader, one of the best defenders, if not the best defender in all of baseball. Dylan Carlson, a breakout candidate this year. Uh, and then they have the it factor, man. They got the trio back. They got Yachty, Bueno, and Pujols. And... I think it'd be very, very fun to see the boys in St. Louis have a great season and go ahead and win that division this year. Should be pretty fun. On to the NL West. Uh, D-backs probably going to be finished and last over here. Yeah. Um, another just really weird roster. Vets mixed with young guys mixed with, you know, guys who were at one point top prospects and just didn't really pan out. Uh, so D-backs will check in next year, get some pitching, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, D backs are, they're just bad. Like, there's, there's not much to them. I mean, Catel Marte's there to stay, probably. Their rotation yeah. could be a bright spot with Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just nothing crazy. It's nope. nothing good. So, five spot for them is, is where they're destined to be this upcoming season. On number four, number four is going to be the Rockies. Uh, I like the Chris Bryant signing. Uh, another one we talked about in the past. I, uh, I'm i not upset with it. Kind of weird, but they're starting the foundation. And I think in a couple of years from now, the Rockies could be back. But it's just not yet. It's not right now. This team is going to score a lot of runs, uh, regardless of being in Colorado or not. Blackman, Grichik, Chris Bryant as an outfield is really, really good. McMahon and Brandon Rogers, CJ Crone is a pretty solid infield as well, but they're pitching. I mean, I mean, they might allow seven, seven runs game. I mean, I know they play in Colorado, but this is a terrible pitching, pitching staff. And they just, I like Robert Stevenson uh, and Armand Marquez is pretty good. But besides that, they really do not have anybody else when it comes to that squad. On to the number three spot. Number three, I'm going to go with the Giants. Another team that has made some pretty good moves. I just don't trust the rotation. None of these guys have thrown a lot of innings in their career. So it's bound to uh, to mess up somewhere. The Giants are good every other year. This is not their year. 
Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of people that are really taking in the amount of losses that the Giants had this mm-hmm. past year, uh, where they lost Kevin Gosman, their ace. They lost Buster Posey. And he, I know he's only on the squad for half a year, but they also lost Chris Bryant. I mean, it's it's a pretty big loss for that, that squad. I think they're still going to be pretty good, but they're also in a, in a tough division with the top two teams. Uh, Alex Wood's good. Rodon is a pretty big ad. Logan Webb, Disclafani, those guys create a pretty good rotation. Their bullpen should be decent as well. I just don't think they're going to score runs and have the clutch hitting that they did last year uh, and the magic that that, that that Giants team had last year in order for them to go ahead and win the division in 2021. So the three spot, I think, seems a very comfortable spot for them. But who knows? Maybe they prove us wrong and win the division again. Mm-hmm. On to number two. Number two, I have the Padres. Not going to have Tatis for the first bit of the season, but they have so much pitching, so many prospects that are ready to come up now. And they're trying to trade uh, Hosmer for some more pitching right now. Uh, who knows if that'll happen, but at some point it should be going through and they're going to hit a bunch of bombs and they got a real manager now. So yeah, should be the fix. Yeah, the manager is probably going to play the biggest role out of any team in, in the MLB this year with the Padres. Uh, rotation's amazing. Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Manaya, Clevenger, Paddock's there, Gore's there, Weathers is there. They can really do whatever they want to do there. Also, uh, Nick Martinez, too. The bullpen's solid. Obviously, I think you can't start eight guys in your rotation, so you're going to have to move some of those guys to the bullpen. And their lineup, I mean, no Tatis is going to hurt a lot, but they still got some solid guys over there, and they're going to go ahead and probably add some guys as well. I think Kyle Lewis could be a guy that's added in their future. Uh and it's going to make a pretty good squad, probably around 90, 92 wins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, probably the best team in all of baseball. Absolutely. The Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, it's got another five out of six on same divisional uh, winners. Uh, I mean, do we really have to talk about the Dodgers? I do. I want to say know? one thing about the Dodgers. Okay. Maybe the biggest question mark about the team was bullpen this year, especially after losing Jansen. They go out and get Craig Kimbrell this week they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah that team is ridiculously good I'll, I'll leave it at that and now let's get to our playoff seating uh about halfway through all this stuff today already and it's already been about 40 minutes so we'll see how long this episode yeah. goes but that's how this MLB preview goes it's baseball probably fans will hardest. love it exactly so let's I wouldn't say fly through it but let's talk about our AL seeding for playoffs who's the six six seed in the al got the mariners i went with the twins at number six i think that's a very good squad over there mm-hmm. on to number five tampa bay number five and with the red Sox. number four yankees yankees number four for me is gonna be the rays uh, that's the last or the first wild card team i guess mm-hmm. on to number three the, the worst division winner in the al White Sox. Astros, in my opinion. Uh, on to number two. Blue Jays. I also have the Blue Jays. And then who is going to be hosting the, the playoffs in the AL? Astros. I had the White Sox. So right. same division winners, obviously, yeah, just yeah. flipped one and three for me and Skyler. Uh, then had some different wild card teams. I had the M's missing the playoffs by just a little bit. I think what the mm-hmm. Twins did with Correa was great. On to the NL now. Who is the sixth seed over there? We got the Phillies. 
I had the Padres getting that sixth spot in the NL on a number five. Number five, the Cardinals. I had the Mets getting the five seed over there on to the four spot. San Diego. I had the Brewers getting the four spot. Uh, only spot where me and Skyler disagree on the division mm-hmm. winners. So there is that. And now on to the worst division winner. Who do you got there? Milwaukee. I had the cards at, yeah. at three. So still the same spot. And then Braves Dodgers yes. for two and one. There mm-hmm. we go. All right, let's go ahead and do the awards. You want to start with the biggest one, or do you want to start with with bust? Um, I don't care. I don't care. Let's do MVP first. Right. We'll, we'll start from the top and go down a little bit there. Uh, AL MVP, Skyler, who is it? I'm going with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Some could say he got robbed last year. I don't. I wouldn't say that, but. You he know, he, he deserves last year. He had an MVP uh, season. He deserves one. He's going to get one here. I think Shohei gets it. If he, he stays healthy, has a three, five ERA and hits 35 home runs. I think this guy will win MVP every single year that he's in the league. Because Absolutely. It's I agree. Impossible to be technically more valuable than, than him. Cause he'll end up having a, a 15, 16 war on to NL MVP. I'm going to go with Matt Olson. He's going to mash in that tiny ballpark in Atlanta, and it's kind of up in the air right now for a National League. Yeah. Uh, I went with Soto, best hitter in all of baseball. I think uh, MLB, out of anything, has proven that you can be on a terrible team and still win MVP, especially if how much Trout and Shohei have done over the past five, six years. So Juan Soto is my NL MVP. Now on to AL Cy Young. Hail Cy Young, I'm going to go with Shane Bieber. Like you said, I did have the Guardians uh, in last place in their division, but Shane Bieber should still be solid this year. I picked him over Cole. Hail Cy Young, I think, is a very interesting award this year. I don't think there's a lot of very standout. I mean, there's Cole and Bieber. I don't think those guys win it this year. I think Cole has it down near uh, in New York, and maybe things aren't noticed as much for – uh, Shane Bieber. I'm going to go with happen. the guy that's probably going to get traded and had around the eighth odds. I'm going with Frankie Montas. I think I like it. he's got, he's got the chance to, I mean, we've seen it in games of him just be so dominant and be stre- have stretches through a month where he just, he's just mowing guys down. Hopefully he turns into a Cy Young tech guy so we can go ahead and trade him away and get a lot of stuff for him. Absolutely. On to the NL side. NL, I can't go away from Corbin Burns again. He's going to repeat here. He is so good. Last year, I picked this guy to be my NL MVP. Uh, he was really, really good, but he was on MVP. That was Walker Buehler. I think he gets that Cy Young this year. And He'd the probably NL. be my number two. On to Rookie of the Year, starting with the AL. AL, I'm going to have to go with Bobby Wood Jr. here. He is the number one prospect in baseball for a reason. He's going to get all the ABs he wants. He's in the body of Mike Trout. He's probably going to steal a bunch of bases, too. So it's hard to go against him. I went with Bobby Wood as well. I think he's going to be amazing this year. Royals, not so much. But he's a guy that can be 30-30 and mm-hmm. is somewhere in his career. On to NL rookie of the year. Another one, it, it's, I wanted to uh, surprise here, but it's really hard for me to go against Seiya Suzuki. This guy, uh, I, I don't want to uh, 
I don't know, be hard on this guy if it takes him a little bit to adjust because he hasn't faced major league pitching, but he's faced mm-hmm. professional pitching before. He should be pretty solid and uh, jump right in for, for Chicago here. Yeah, I thought this was one of the more obvious choices uh, over everything, uh, this whole award selection yeah. thing that we're doing. Uh, and I want to see a Suzuki as well. He's probably the most complete rookie in the NL. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of like an asterisk because he's not really a rookie when it comes to pro ball, but he is yeah. in the sense of the MLB. On to the AL manager or coach of the year. I'm going to go with Charlie Montoyo from uh, from Toronto here. They're finally back home, their real home. And, you know, I had mm-hmm. him as a Tuesday. That should be solid this year. Yeah. I went with a team that got the sixth seed. I feel like the the manager of the year award is very much an award that goes to the team that's like the most surprising in the whatever league it may be. So I, I guess it wouldn't be surprising. Rocco Baldelli, uh, Twins manager, good squad. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year uh, and sink into those playoffs in the AL. On to the NL. Yeah, NL. I have Bob Melvin. We talked about it hundreds of times here he's going to be the biggest x factor for san diego this year if they make the playoffs kyle said it before he will win this award yeah i, I like uh bob melvin as well except i didn't go with him i went with oliver marmol okay uh, the cardinals head coach first year head coach 35 years old it's a lot younger than some of his players and if that team ends up winning the division i think it's gonna be pretty hard for him not to go ahead and, and get that award all right on let's do reliever of the year next. Uh, who do you have in the AL? I have Liam Hendricks repeating. Hard for me to go Liam anywhere Hendricks. else. Liam Hendricks is a good choice. I went a little bit bolder and went Rafael Iglesias. He is rarely underrated in my opinion. He's got some of the best stuff and as far as closers go in the league. And that's why I have him as the best reliever in the league mm-hmm. as far as AL goes. Under the NL side. NL, Josh Hader. I, I didn't want to risk it here because, you know, these are, on paper at least, the two best by far relievers in the league. Yeah. I could have gone Kenley. I could have gone Blake Trinan, a guy that's a dark horse to win that award. Uh, I went with Josh Hader, though. I think it's it's a pretty clear choice. That if you just had it blind and point, it'd be him. Mm-hmm. breakout player and then we'll do bust after this this is probably the most fun award to choose because it's a probably the widest range when it comes to players yeah uh, so who who do you have as your breakout in the al my american league breakout is going to be michael kopech this year someone's got to step up in this rotation there's a reason why uh you know chicago still favorited heavily with uh these issues and I I do love Dylan Cease for this too, but I feel like it's a little bit too easy of a pick. So I'm, uh, I'll go with Kopech. For my breakout, I went with uh, Alex Kirilov. He right. is a top prospect that broke out in the scene 2018, 2019 or so in the minors. Uh, had his major league debut come against the Astros in the 2020 playoffs uh, and didn't play much in 2021, but now he's got a pretty clear role in that outfield uh, and is going to break, I think, at target field, especially with how good that lineup is. It's going to take a lot of the pressure off of him as well. And now on the NL. All right. My National League breakouts is Clint Frazier, the new Chicago Cub. Like I said earlier, I think the Cubs are going to be involved for most of the year, in uh, at least in the top, top couple spots 
And uh, I love this guy. Uh, I'm glad he's finally going to get a shot here. If he doesn't yeah. get hurt, really. I like Clint Frazier as well. Uh, that was one of the last few guys. I was like, oh, he could win it. But I decided to go with Dylan Carlson. And that's another reason why I think the Cardinals uh, are going to win the division is a guy breaking out like him. So uh one with him. And I think, I don't know if I really did this intentionally or it just kind of happened. Yeah. Whoever won coach of the year, their player, one of their players won breakout player of the year. And that's tends to be what happens with those sleeper yeah. team making the playoffs. Now on to the bust and the All right. AL. I just want to make this clear. I'm not saying this. It's not how I will view him. If this happens, it's how the media will view him. I have Shohei Otani as my bust. We talked about it a little earlier. If he stays healthy, he should be the MVP every year. I just don't think it's possible for him to ever repeat what he did. And that's going to make him seem like a bust. Okay. You see where I'm trying to. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it, but I, I, I see your point. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Jesse Winker. That's my bust. Going from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati to not Safeco Field, T-Mobile Park in uh, Seattle is a very big difference. Going from a hitter's park to a complete pitcher's park. Winker had a very good year last year. He started off 2020 really well. Then he fell off hard in 2020. I think we could see a fall off as well for Jesse Winker in 2022. Going to a new league, seeing a whole bunch of arms that he hasn't seen before. I think it's going to be a tough spot for him to play well. Uh, and that's why I have him as as my bust in 2022 in the AL. On to the NL side. Uh, this was a, a big player in my my division rankings here was my bust prediction. I have Jacob deGrom. I just have a feeling he's not going to play this year. They're going to shut him down. Yeah. I feel like he won't play at all this year either, but I don't really know if that considers him a bust. And again, I, I, like I said, I'm I'm not saying this guy's a bust for not playing. It's just the the impact he is not giving the team you know you know what i'm yeah i, I get what you're saying okay. i just don't really <laughs> think that makes him a bust but all right it is what it is uh i went with carlos rodon is my bust in the nl i like that. Uh, going to a new team new scenario i know he's pitching in a, in a pitcher's ballpark for sure now in san francisco but he's really only had one great year in his career and i think one year where he didn't obviously- get hurt yeah, and I don't I don't really know necessarily if he gets hurt, but I just don't think he plays stuff plays as well this year, uh, especially when the when they're cracking down more on the sticky stuff. Let's go ahead and do our playoff predictions now as we got through all of our awards there, actually a bit quicker than what I expected. Uh, yeah. so we'll start with the AF playoff AL playoff picture, four versus five seed. Uh I believe for you you had Yankees Rays. Yankees Rays. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I got the Rays in this one. Uh, I have Rays versus Red Sox. And I have the Red Sox, one of the division, or not the division, the round there. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to the other wild card. And for you, it would be the White Sox versus the Mariners, correct? Yes. Uh, this one. Uh, Okay, I didn't write this down, so I'm I'm getting first uh, first thought here, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the White Sox. Yeah, more pitching in playoff selves. I have the Astros versus the Twins in this playoff series. Uh, that would be a three game series, I believe, at the Astros Stadium. 
and Correa is going to make him pay. He oh. is going to say, it's my time and take him down and advance to the divisional round against the Blue Jays. So that sets up a one versus five in my scenario and a two versus six. Uh, so your one seeded Astros, who are they playing in that divisional round? Uh, which would be the winner of that four versus five game. Yeah, that's the five seeded Rays. And so the one seeds playing the one seed plays the winner of four or five. I see. Okay. The Rays get their revenge on Houston. They beat the Astros, the one seed. There you go. I went with the White Sox versus the Red Sox in this one. And the White Sox go ahead and win that series. Uh, I don't think the Red Sox have quite the magic that they did with that squad uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Next up would be the White Sox versus the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. I believe, in yours. Yeah. Uh, who do you have winning that series? This one, I'm going to go with the White Sox again. Uh, I think the lineup is – I don't know why. Uh, for, for whatever reason, last round I predicted the rotation would get it done. This round I'm predicting the lineup will get it done. Louie Bob uh, with the ALDS MVP. <laughs> okay. Jays Twins is my ALDS scenario here. I think that would be a very fun series to watch. Uh, but the Jays, something about them this year, man. They're going to go ahead and advance to the ALCS. So now you have, in your case, the White Sox versus the Rays, yeah. I believe. Who do you have advancing to the World Series? White Sox are going to the World Series. My case, it's White Sox versus the Blue Jays, and the White Sox are not going to the World Series. Oh. It's the Blue Jays. On to the NL side now. Skyler's got the White Sox in his World Series, yeah. and I have the Blue Jays, so we'll see who they are playing there. Uh, four versus five in the NL. Who is that? That would be the Cardinals versus Padres. the Padres. Gotcha. I'm going to have the Cardinals winning this one. Uh, I like Wayno in a one game. One gamer here. If, uh, you know, of course, Flaherty is there too, but just love the nostalgia. Go with the Cardinals. Yeah. This would be a three game series, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I have the Brewers versus the Mets in this scenario. I mean, like a deciding game. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I have the Mets winning that series, though. I think their squad just has a bit more of the it factor to uh-huh. them. Uh, and sometimes that's all it is in the MLB playoffs. And then the other matchup for you would be the Brewers versus the Phillies, correct? Yeah. Who do you have winning that one? Yeah, Brewers uh, pretty easily here. The Phillies don't play great defense. And you need great defense in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that definitely helps. Uh, I have the Cardinals Padres in this series for me for three to six, and I have the Cardinals winning it. I think just a fun squad, and I think they can go ahead and and win some games there and get to the NLDS. So now we have the one-seeded Dodgers going Mm -hmm. up against uh, five-seeded Cardinals. Five-seeded Cardinals. Who do you have winning that and going to the NLCS? Dodgers are going to win this one easily. Yeah. Uh, I have the Dodgers versus the, the Mets in this scenario. I think it's a fun series. That is a rematch of the 2016 NLCS or NLDS, whatever it is. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I think those teams played when the Mets did go to the World Series back then. That was 2015 that they went to the World Series, my bad. Uh, I think. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong with those years. Uh, but 
I have the Dodgers winning this uh, rematch of those teams and advancing to the NLCS. Next up, the Braves versus the Brewers, right? 2-3? Yeah, 2-3. Yeah, uh, this one's really tough for me, but I can't pick against the Braves. Yeah, I mean, they won last year, so it's tough too. Uh, I have the Braves-Cardinals in this series. As much as I want to say Cardinals, I want to say the Braves a bit more. And so I have uh, a Dodgers Braves NLCS, just like Skyler does. Mm. Uh, who is going to be the National League represent representative in the World Series? It's a tough one. I'm gonna have to go with the Dodgers here. I would like to see the Braves again, but uh, the Dodgers are built for this this series right here. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, Dodgers Braves for me as well. I have a scenario here where it could be Matt Chapman versus Matt Olson in the World Series, and I think that would be super fun to watch. All right, but it's not going to happen. The, the Dodgers are going to take down the Blue Jays, in my opinion, and that sets up a White Sox Dodgers World Series for Skyler and a Jays Dodgers World Series for me. Uh, who do you have winning that World Series and being crowned as a 2022 World Series champ? Like I said, right now I can't pick against the Dodgers. Uh, I think they're better pretty much everywhere, except maybe you could argue starting pitching um, than the White Sox, but going with the Dodgers. I, I'm going to be rooting for, for Atlanta, Toronto, San Diego, but and, and Milwaukee, but – Gonna have to go with the Dodgers here for the preseason prediction. Yeah. Uh Jays versus the Dodgers. It's a very gonna be a very interesting series if that happens because the travel in that series is going oh, to yeah. be hell. LA to Toronto would not be a fun trip to do. They would three, definitely rig rig that series. Uh I went with the Jays though. I mean, the playoffs is all about who's hot. I think, uh, again, that Rogers Center is a tough place to play if you're the late team and just gets so loud. Gets, that place literally shakes. It, it's crazy how, how it happens uh, over there. So I have the Blue Jays winning the World Series and uh, trophy going back to up north in Canada. All right. All right. That's going to do it for our MLB full in-depth season predictions. Now let's technically get to halftime and together talk to us or talk to me, I guess, and our listeners about the Kansas UNC uh, game last night. Yeah. Kansas wins the natty 72 to 69. They were the last one seed remaining for a couple weeks now. And uh, just a a great game by our immaculate sports player of the week, David McCormick. You know, this, uh, they played great defense. Uh, Armando Baycott, was battling so good. foot injury. Was so great, good, though. Unfortunately, gets hurt at the end of the game, misses the last two possessions that were horrible. We saw Caleb Love take a bad shot. And it, I know Kyle was upset with the shot. I was more upset that it seemed like that was their only play because there were two offensive I was, rebounds. I wasn't upset with Caleb Love's shot. I was upset with Puff Johnson's shot. Okay. I think he, he had a bad shot there. I think Caleb Love fully deserves to take whatever shot he wants to there because what he did in the Duke game and shows that he can make those big shots. I guess so. I, uh, I just don't like uh manic, you know, hurrying the, the outlet pass, throwing it out of bounds. You, that just, that lets me know no one knew what to do if they got the offensive rebound and 
that's why they lost. And it sucks if you're a UNC fan. Um, but other than that, pretty great tournament overall. Yeah, a lot of close games. We didn't really have the crazy buzzer beaters like we did in previous years, like yeah. with Jalen Suggs and uh, some of the other ones in, in years past. But just a lot of teams couldn't hit their free throws, you know, so they didn't get to the buzzer beaters. That's just how college basketball is, man. You just see, free throws aren't a given in college basketball. I think that's what what makes it so good is that the talent level isn't as good as the NBA. So it's not like a surefire thing. Oh, two free throws here ends the game if you're you're down two, uh, but chances are they're probably gonna miss one of those in college so yeah pretty good pretty good tournament and congrats to the jayhawks rock chalk yeah and then we did have a big retirement in the nfl yeah. talk to me about bruce arians yeah bruce arians former tampa bay buccaneer head coach stepping down he's retiring todd bowles takes over i wasn't really stunned about this i was more stunned it didn't happen earlier because we've been hearing about BA's health for the past couple of years now. He already retired once. Um, and it kind of makes sense why Todd Bowles didn't take another job, which he probably would have gotten. Uh, yeah. So good it's, for him. It's definitely weird that it happened this late. I don't think there's not a lot of coaching changes that happen in late March. Yeah, when camp's uh, about to start. It's it's very, very weird when it gets to that stuff, but I think the, the Bucks were one of the few teams that could have gone ahead and done that because of mm. Leftwich and Bulls being on that staff as well. Obviously, BA, he takes a front office role here, so he's not fully mm. away from the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Just doing different things, uh, and I'm sure he'll obviously still be around at practices and whatnot, and still help mentor Todd Bulls and Leftwich and those guys. So good for BA, I guess. Uh, Bucks are still going to be very, very good, so... Unfortunately. All right. That's, that's about it for halftime. We didn't get any other crazy news. Yeah. Uh, so that's taking us to our bets now before we go ahead and get on out of here and wish everybody a, a good baseball season until next Tuesday. Uh, so as far as layups go this week or this past week, I had the Suns over the Warriors on Wednesday and that did happen. Uh, Warriors played well actually in that game and lost down at the wire but it's going to be a tough game regardless. The Suns have been so good all season, uh, and they go ahead and win that game. Skyler had Duke minus four versus UNC. UNC went out, right? So pretty yep. tough to win that bet there. Duke misses uh, three out of their four free throws in the last minute. Can you believe that? It's crazy, man. Caleb Love hits the big shot. Uh, this week, though, I have the Cardinals over the Pirates on Thursday. My NL Central winners getting the season off started right. All right. Uh, I have the Cardinals and the Pirates too, but I have the Cardinals with the clean sweep over Pittsburgh. I, I don't like anything about Pittsburgh's team this year, unfortunately. And uh, Cardinals get off to a bang. Yes, sir. On to the bold predictions where last week I had the T-Wolves over the Raptors. Uh, Raptors played really well that game. I think they won by 23 points, so that did not happen. And then Skyler had Golden State over Utah on Saturday. I didn't realize Utah was struggling as much as they were. Yeah. Uh, but good pick by Skyler. Warriors go ahead and win that game, uh, led by Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, where they uh, they both had 30 plus. Uh, and a cool moment after that game too, when Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole had, had this like kind of like low key emotional hug. Uh, it's cool to see. Uh, good to win a game there for for the Warriors, obviously. This week, though, 
I didn't really know what to choose. So I went with the A's winning the series in Philly because sometimes thing like things like that just happen for, for the green and gold uh, where you are pleasantly surprised or sometimes you are uh, shocked with some of the things that happens. Yeah. And I think all the A's fans can go ahead and, and deserve a, a pleasant surprise. And that's the A's winning the series in Philly. I thought about that for a little bit. And then I remembered last year's first couple games on the road where the A's looked like the worst team in baseball. Uh, so I have the Phillies sweeping the A's. But last year's team is not this year's team. That is true. We are worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the pitching rotation, like you said, we do still have Montas. And he should be there opening day. I believe they announced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, it's very questionable right now. Cole Irvin, I mean, he's got a revenge game against the Phillies. That's where he started his career. All right. uh, now he gets to go ahead and face them. I would and love to see it. Dolan Jeffries, so we can lose that game. Yeah. But that's going to do it for episode 82. It's been a super fun one, uh, mainly baseball, but I don't know if our listeners are going to be complaining about that because that's what we love talking about. Probably the second most right behind football. Yeah. And uh, next week, we'll be recapping the first series. This week after that, preview for the draft. The week after that, special draft episode sir so we're we're pretty jam-packed this month it's a good time man it's a great time in sports this april spot we'll talk about a full in-depth nba playoffs preview Mm -hmm. next episode that will be a thing oh that's Uh, right we'll talk about the play-in we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff uh mlb weekly award winners let's go dude we're here we're we're here it's we're finally here it's an exciting time And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Go Jets. Go Waze.